Welcome into the Dudes Being Dudes podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. A fun conversation today as we sit down with Jack Yusko, the senior right-hander out of Raleigh. Jack's been a four-year member of this Campbell bullpen. and As a side armor, he's got a unique delivery, but also has quite the personality. We're going to touch on some of his favorite uniform designs. Jack is quite the fashionable player out there on the field. We're also going to touch on some of his favorite trips. He's an Ohio State fan growing up and had a neat experience traveling to Buckeye land a couple of seasons ago. Our final point that may be our best is talking about championship dog piles. Jack's been a part of two straight Big South titles and even filmed a couple with a GoPro, so he has all the insight on what it takes to win a title. With that, we jump right into our conversation with the senior right-hander, Jack Yusko. Hey, Evan. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, it's a delight to be here. Great to talk to you. Uh, four years here has really flown. It's been a crazy four years. A lot has changed. The campus has changed. The people have changed. The, our stadium's changed. Our conference, everything. But starting a freshman year, I mean, we started here with a, kind of a terrible dirt field, you know. <laughs> Not great. but And then we show up now and we've got a multi-million dollar facility with everything you could have ever wanted. And the campus has grown. We've got a new student union. Uh, at first, it was just Marsh Banks, going to Marsh Banks every day. Now we're going to have a full restaurant, it seems like. Uh, it's pretty cool how much this place has changed just in the four years I've been here. It's interesting, too, because, gosh, when you first started, which feels like forever ago now, but, you know, in 2017, not only was this program growing and, and changing, but your career kind of changed a little bit, too, because you started as someone who was given, you know, 10 innings your freshman year, but then the last two years, your innings load have, have nearly doubled and have pitched in some big games. What has stood out to you just in terms of favorite games or maybe favorite memories over the last couple of seasons? <laughs> yeah. Uh, lately, I've been thinking about that a lot. You know, sitting around here, not really that much to do with baseball. Just thinking about, you know, my favorite innings, my favorite teams I've played. And probably my top two are pitching against NC State my sophomore year and coming out of a bases loaded jam with one out. And then ECU in the regional, for sure. Just the atmosphere there. I want to pull back the curtain a little bit because your high school Cardinal Gibbons is within walking distance of NC State's campus and, of course, the football field right there. And and I'm curious, as someone who grew up in Raleigh, um, some of the teams maybe you grew up rooting for and what was it like growing up right in the heart of the triangle? Yeah, so my parents are actually from up north, and my dad's a huge Ohio State fan. So I kind of grew up doing Ohio State football but never never really had you know college basketball, college baseball team until my buddy – my longtime friend took me to an ECU baseball game. And from that time on, I was an ECU fan until I got here to Campbell. It's fascinating because, of course, you mentioned pitching well against ECU, and you had a couple outings both in the regular season and, and in the regional last year. So give me a sense a little bit about being in, in Clark LeClaire Stadium for the regional and just the atmosphere and the energy and how you responded to that and what you enjoyed from, from being in that experience. Yeah, I mean, wow, that place. That's one of the more unbelievable – you know, sights and sounds of baseball I've ever been a part of in my entire life. It was wild just walking out to the mound, standing there for a second, looking around at 7,000 people, and just listening to them go purple and gold from the outfield back and forth for, you know, 10 minutes straight. It was just a surreal experience. Not only that, but you got to pitch against ECU in the regional, and I think it was actually, yeah, in the regional final for that. And, and I know for you guys, you came up short of what you wanted to, to win the regional and go to the Supers. But just to think back on that whole weekend with the rain delays and, and with the crazy one-run wins and maybe just what you enjoyed about being a part of the bullpen and, and experiencing that with your guys. Yeah, I mean, the bullpen's always fun. The bullpen's 
you know, guys down there talking about the game, you know, kind of shooting it a little bit. But that game was just so – had let, been led up to by so many different, you know, rain delays and everything and kind of get stopped waiting in the hotel, you know, having a day off. It was really nothing new to us because we just kind of expected, you know, shit to ha- or stuff to happen to us. And, uh, you know, so we were really prepared for it. Uh, we got to the regional final, that two games in the end, and we kind of thought, you know, we're about to go to Louisville. Like, we're, we're getting on a bus and we're heading out to a Super Regional. We had no doubt in our mind. That's what made that run so fascinating. And I do want to touch on, and I apologize for embarrassing you here, but two years ago <laughs> when the team went down to Athens – uh, during in the Georgia game, I think you know where I'm even going. Um, yeah. During the the Georgia game, you were warming up in the pen, and I don't know how the camera angle got it, but it picked you up in the bullpen, kind of falling off the mound uh, in your warm up tosses. So I'll, I'll give you the floor just for kind of the story and, and what went down there in the regional. Yeah. So I made it on foul pole. Um, it's one of the more watched videos on foul pole now, I believe. Um, I, it was actually a blowout game at this point, and I had thrown a pitch and my cleats had slipped out from under me and the kind of the frustration of the day of just you know not playing well like everybody kind of didn't play well kind of built up and I just sat there for a second and, it, and the whole camera of course was on me and all my teammates were behind me just laughing at me but and then we get home to the hotel and they're like dude you made it on foul pole and I was like oh really what happened and it was of course me falling in the bullpen the only time the camera was on me <laughs> And I, and I think the caption was great because you're right. The game was a lot of hand at that point, and I believe the caption was something like, "When you don't want to enter the game and and blow up your ERA or, or something to that effect." But, <laughs> yep. Um, Jack, of course, with you being Ohio State fan, I want to bring up a trip in that same season because the team took a charter plane up to Columbus and and played two games in a couple of days, and and just to be able to experience that campus and, and of course get a win there as well, that had to be a, a magical trip for you. Yeah, I mean, that that trip was fun, too. Just being able to get on a private plane, flying up to Columbus, you know, probably one of my favorite universities just because I grew up watching Ohio State football. I mean, I'm a diehard Ohio State football fan. I've watched since I was about two years old. My dad's got pictures of me in Ohio State gear. So we got to fly up there and uh, play them for two games. Uh, I think I pitched in one of them. I pitched really well. I had a fun time out there. The guys were really nice. You know, I talked to a bunch of them about how do you like Ohio State, and they are like, oh, we love it here. It's just the cold. No doubt. But, and then we got to visit the uh, the football field and got a tour of the football field, which was so cool. We got to go down on the field and kind of run around a little bit. Uh, we got to see some of their championship rings, which was very cool. And uh, it was a good, really good team day because, you know, we have some Michigan fans and some Penn State fans on the team, so I kind of got to rouse them a little bit. I was going to say – because in baseball, obviously, it's all about keeping your ego in check and not being too overwhelmed by the moment. But when you are walking through a beautiful football stadium like that and seeing all the history, how do you not get overwhelmed and then get back focused for you know your game in the afternoon or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was overwhelming a little bit, just how big it was. But then we kind of got back and we realized, like, we want to play in a stadium like this. We want to play in, you know, a 100,000-person stadium or the College World Series, which holds like 25, I think. And so we were like, you know what, we got to be ready for this. And we kind of settled down. We were like, this is a big university, but we're going to get here. And that's kind of what was our thought process that whole weekend. No doubt, because the last two years now, this team's had an opportunity to, to dogpile and, and win both the regular season and the postseason title. Uh, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit and talk about something you helped us with the last couple of years and, and strapping on a GoPro and really experiencing that dogpile <laughs> you know, firsthand. 
Um, when you when you get the final out and, and you're ready to run into that pile, what's going through your mind, and, and how do you prepare or maybe engage yourself to jump in and, and really enjoy that? <laughs> yeah, so when you're the dugout, kind of the ninth inning, the two outs, you know, you're thinking like, oh, shoot, here comes the dog pile. You kind of have to mentally prepare yourself because it is, you know, 40 or 50 guys kind of jumping on each other. So what I, my strategy was always kind of get on the side, wait for it to pile up a little bit, and then jump towards the top just so I was on top of everybody instead of kind of underneath. So there is a little bit of strategy to it. It's You know, you don't want to pull up Bryce Myers and unfortunately slip <laughs> on his way from center field. Another great foul pull video. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, we, we put some, uh, I can't remember the music, but it was kind of that romanticized music underneath it. And, you know, of course he slept. Uh, Bryce is a great kid, and, you know, we'll definitely have him on one of these podcasts. But that always stands out to me from that. And then also, too, to see who Coach Hare is going to hug first because it's been Tyler <laughs> Shoemaker the last two years. And, and obviously mm-hmm. this season would have come up, you know, who knows what happened, but a, a chance to possibly get a three-peat. Yeah, for sure. I mean – uh, I love just the coaches' reactions, too. It's just pure joy out of everybody. And that whole day, as soon as you dogpile and as soon as you kind of win a championship, it's there's just a relief of we've done it. We've done something. We've accomplished something for this program. You know, we've been able to win. And we, we did what we set out to do, and then let's go to the next step now. And as soon as you have that little moment of happiness, it's let's go to the next step. Let's go win something else now. I do want to ask you about that because the last two years, obviously, you've been in the locker room for a selection show. And, you know, it's very similar to the basketball standpoint where you're not sure where you're going to play. The bracket is revealed. The first year in the Georgia region, there was an excitement, kind of a we hadn't done this before, it felt like, just from my perspective. But it certainly felt like the second year there was, you know, with the Barefoots and the Michael Horrells of the group in the front. But <laughs> what was the maybe the mindset like from year one in that room to year two when you heard your name selected both years? Yeah, I mean, the first year we were we were just so happy to go to a regional. It felt like that we really didn't care where we went. And we got picked with Georgia, and that was the last thought on our mind. And we were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. We get to go down to a huge SEC school and play, you know, some of the best competition in the world with some of the great, greatest fans in the world. And we were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be awesome. And then the second year we were sitting there like, let's get a good regional. We wanted to be a three seed, and we thought we were going to. So we were like, let's get one that we can win. And kind of, you know, the fun ones came up, Miami, you know, UCLA, maybe Vanderbilt, and we didn't get them. We were kind of like, okay, ECU still on the board. And everybody kind of got a little, you know, <laughs> weary about, I don't really want to go to ECU, but we can beat them, so it's all right. And then they popped up, and NC State popped up first at four. And then we popped up, and we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, State or at state at two, and we were like, oh, my gosh, State's at two, ECU's at one, and then we've got Quinnipiac, and we all looked around at each other kind of in shock because we thought like, we're going to win this. This is easy. Like we've already beaten every team in this regional. Why can't we do it again? No doubt. And I think your performance getting to the final showed a lot of that. I'm curious, Jack, because we didn't get to see it as much this year because of the limited games and limited innings, but you had a little, I don't want to say a renaissance, but a little change in thought and a different delivery um, your senior year. I know you've mixed around with different angles, but Give us a sense a little bit of what those conversations were like and maybe where you find comfort in delivering the baseball. Yeah, so the end of last year, uh, I kind of had a little change of heart, and I kind of wanted to stop throwing so, you know, submarine, so down towards the ground, because I thought I couldn't really get a slider that really fit, you know, an out pitch. So 
so I went into my meeting with the coaches at the end of the year and kind of sat down. I was like, hey, I want to experiment with arm angles. And, you know, I thought they were going to be kind of, you know, weary, like, okay, but, you know, take it easy. But Rob and Coach Hare were all on board. They were like, yes, go up, go ahead. Uh, I've been throwing kind of 90 from a little bit over the top. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go all the way over the top, but I'll kind of experiment with the different uh, arm slots. And so this fall, I kind of just went through probably five or six different arm slots and deliveries, trying to figure out something. Uh, a few worked for a little while, and then they'd kind of break down. And then I kind of settled on a really quick, you know, sidearm kind of just herky-jerky motion. And it kept being repeatable, and I could throw a good fastball and a good slider. So, you know, I'm here now with, I think, my best delivery I've ever had which is kind of so disappointing about this year because I felt like I had just figured out my perfect delivery or the delivery that gave me the best chance to throw as hard as I can. I want to give you some praise, too, while we're talking about this because in, in just over nine innings last uh, this this current season, a zero ERA, a good batting average against, and you know your fastball was topping at 89 to 90 for the most part. So it definitely seemed like you were putting things together here this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was fun, too, because, you know, I, I really haven't had the opportunity to consistently pitch, you know, the three years I've been here. I've pitched in, you know, games maybe one week and then another, but I've been pitching, you know, twice a week, three times a week, getting hot, you know, having being a good bullpen guy. and It was just so much fun to me. I go out there every time and just compete, and that's what I just miss most about it right now. Do you – a lot of, obviously, pitchers and, and players in any sport will watch YouTube videos and – observe things or are you somebody and I'm just thinking of side armors here but do you watch Pat Neshek do you kind of observe different guys how they deliver and, and maybe affect what you try to do from those angles for sure uh, I always watch video on the pros I mean they're the best to do it so why not watch them so I watch Darren O'Day Pat Neshek uh, Steve Sishik um, there's a new dude for the uh, San Francisco Giants that barely scrapes his knuckles on the ground he's fun to watch you know I just love watching guys that kind of throw like me because especially Landry Moore because you know we can learn so much from each other Jack it's fascinating as a senior because not only have you won two titles you've probably worn I want to say eight or nine different jersey combinations in your career and one of the newest sets that we got to unveil this year was the black on black with the cursive script so I'm curious you know of course there's the orange tops there's the grays there's the hemp grays and the blacks if you were to design your perfect jersey combo or maybe just even one set, what would you put together and, and how would it look? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about this a lot. I, I think I could design a pretty good jersey. Um, we play a lot of Diamond Dynasty baseball on the show, and you get to design your own jerseys. So kind of I designed my perfect, and it was a, it's a white home top, kind of an older white home top with elastic pants that are really tight and kind of a little bit of a high water with just a little bit of a stirrup below. So it's kind of got the 70s vibe to it. And you'd have a really small, not fitted hat, kind of just, you know, a little old hat and kind of go with a throwback retro jersey. And I think that would be really cool for us to do. And that way, you're right, because if the pants are too baggy, then the, the stirrup <laughs> doesn't really work. But you're right, if it's nice and tight, then it, it does create a – is that just because you're a pitcher and you want to show off you know, your lower half, or how does that go into it? I just I feel more comfortable in tighter pants. I just feel like there's too too much material, then you can't really feel comfortable on the mound, you know, with your leg lift and kind of going through your whole delivery. But you get used to it after a while. No doubt. Um, since you are a pitcher and you're very competitive, I, I'm curious 
who is your most fun matchup to face on the hill? And this could be of Campbell hitters, you know, in uh, fall ball or different things like that. And and what hitter maybe gave you the most trouble when you were on the hill? Yeah, so most fun hitter, I'd probably say Waldy. Because me and Waldy, you know, we have a little rivalry going. We've had two years now of kind of us going back and forth. And we always, always try to strike him out. And he always, you know, he gets little hits and he'll stand on first. And I can hear him over there talking to me while I'm pitching. You know, oh, I got another one. Oh, I got another one. Uh, and then probably my least favorite is Spencer Packer, just because the lefty on righty matchup with him. And he stands so close to the box or so close to the plate that it's just impossible to throw in on him. And he's just, he's really killed me. He's killed everybody in the fall. I mean, he's just an unbelievable hitter against righties, and it's kind of hard to get out. No doubt. I and mean, when we saw last year tremendous numbers, and this year he was really starting to turn it around here the last couple of weeks. Jack, I'm curious because in your, um, and on the website you guys can look this up, but on every player bio they, they took pictures in a suit and tie, and you kind of went with the company brand with a bright orange suit <laughs> and, and a black tie. So give me a sense of kind of, of course, you're very fashion oriented of how that came together and how you think the picture turned out. Yeah, I mean, I decided, I think it might have been my freshman year or sophomore year that I didn't want a normal sport jacket because I knew I'd have one for four years, you know, for the camis, any kind of team stuff. So I decided I'm going to order a bright orange, camel orange jacket and just, you know, stunt, really. Just go out there and just look good because I love this program. I love the school and I love orange at this point. I've worn it for so many years that I think, the jacket kind of just shows my personality out a little bit, you know, a little bit of color, a little bit of flair. That's just kind of who I am. Absolutely. And and for those who may not know this, Jack, we have media days every year, and you, you've always <laughs> been one of the most entertaining guys to work with from our standpoint with different sunshades and, and different props on, on your head. Where, where does this personality kind of come from, and how do you like expressing it kind of in your day-to-day? Yeah, I mean, it kind of just started growing up playing baseball. I was always – you know, I never felt as if it was, you know, pressure. I just go out there. I had so much fun growing up. I played rec ball my whole life. I never really played travel ball. I played rec ball until I was about a sophomore in high school. Uh, playing in high school was me and my buddies, you know, going out there and having fun. I was just trying to experiment with sidearm stuff. And uh, it worked out and came here. And kind of it's just been a progression of me just loving the game more and more every year. And just bringing more personality, you know, to the ball field, you know, off the field with my teammates, just trying to have fun. Because if you're not having fun, you know, why are you doing it? Is my thought process. That's a great point, and I, I want to bring up your parents for a second because, of course, they both live in the Raleigh area and, and pretty local. But they have a unique tradition of not only coming to almost every game, but uh, along with you think about the home series, but with them, with the Heinzmans, with the Tysons, they kind of make a, a tailgating group, if you will. Uh, out in, in right field before the games. And, and just your thought on being with these senior parents and kind of how they've embraced it sort of like a, a travel ball team, if you will, the last couple of years. Yeah, I love them for coming to every game. Uh, it's it's such a great thing to look up into the stands and see our parents up there, you know, cheering. I can hear my mom the whole game yelling. You know, they just love it so much. But they've come to pretty much every game. I think last year they came to 59 of 62 maybe, something around there which was incredible. Uh, they come, they get their little group of Wyatt's parents, uh, Logan Heinsohn's parents, and Coda's parents, and we call ourselves the core four because we're the last four left. And the core four parents all get together and they'll tailgate every game, you know. They'll sit up there and they'll make meals for us after. We'll come home and we'll talk. We'll go out to dinner after. 
Uh, it is like the travel ball, but it's just so much fun to see the enjoyment on our parents' faces, you know, after we come out and with a win and they're just all happy and excited. I did want to ask you about that too, because obviously this team has 15 seniors and a large majority of that is, is junior college driven. As you've mentioned, it, there is a good bond with the, with the senior group from what we all can tell, but I am curious with some of the three and four year guys, how does that kind of stand out with you and how do you guys all try to keep that unity together? Yeah. So it's four of us right now, the four year guys. And, uh, we, we've been hanging out and we've been roommates for four years now. I was roommates with Bryce Cota my freshman year in the dorms. Uh, those three are roommates now at ha- uh, Habitat. And, you know, we've always just been around each other and always, you know, played video games together constantly, you know, hung out on the weekends constantly, playing golf. Uh, it's just been, you know, trying to find stuff fun to do. And these guys are always around me, all the seniors. And uh, we just, we're competitive, so we'll start, you know, playing games, playing basketball, or, you know, find something competitive to do just to keep, you know, the drive going. But, yeah, it's it's fun with all these seniors. I love them to death. Uh, I'm going to miss a few of them next year, but it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a little weird with 14 or 12 to 14 Corona seniors. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep that as a, as a non-verified uh, phrase, but I do know what you're saying. Um, yeah. Jack, it's, it's fascinating too, because of course, a lot of legislation is still to be determined, but certainly it seems like in the beginning stages, there's an opportunity for you and your teammates to possibly play again. But let me phrase the question this way, then what is this Campbell career meant to you? And, and what are you going to enjoy as you look back on this, whether it's, you know, now or 12 months from now, just about being a Campbell baseball player and, and being a part of this group? Yeah. I mean, looking back. I've, I've been looking back a lot lately and uh, just looking back at some of, you know, the freshman year stuff where we were, we're not a very good team. Uh, we didn't really gel great. Our culture wasn't that great. And we kind of just turned it around and we started building a better culture sophomore year. And from there we started winning and uh, started winning against some good teams, beating NC state a few times and then going to a regional. And from there we thought, you know what, this thing's working and let's keep going. And junior year we built it again. And last year, as you know, you know, we went back to back and uh, just the progression of year to year. I've grown with so many different guys and I know so many different people at this point, you know, from my freshman team that was Drew Butler and Ben Calvano and those guys, the sophomore with CJ, Allen, Mel, and last year with Phil and Joey and Mike Messer and Oral. And, you know, this year with the seniors, it's just so many different people that I've been able to grow close with. I think that's the best part to me about this Campbell journey is just all the friends I've made and all the, the lifelong brothers I've made. Well, Jack, we appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast. Best of luck, man. Thank you.